welcome back to the Obsession Podcast. <laughs> uh, Mike Sather here. Carl Bethke here. How are we doing? I'm uh, doing great. How are you? What do we got this week, Mike? We got a couple here that we're going to put together. Uh, one is, have you used decoys? And how do you tell to use a buck or a doe? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to throw in with that uh, deer calls. Do you use them? When, how, and which call to use? Hmm. Kind of similar stuff here together anyway, so. Alright. Well, why don't you start out the decoy part of it? Have I used decoys? Yes. Have you been successful? Yes. Do you like using decoys? Yes. Alright. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and when might that be? That's the other part of it. So. I, I love to use decoys uh, early in the rut. And when I say early in the rut, I'm talking... Uh, posturing, yep. uh, attitude bucks, uh, establishing dominance, not not seeking phase, mm -hmm. but getting cranked up. I always like to say I love them when they're looking to fight. Late pre-rut. Yes. Last week of October. That is my favorite time to use decoys. Last week of October, first week of November. And it's actually the only time I usually use decoys. Me too. Um, I love it. Mm -hmm. They are looking, and when they are pissed off, there's nothing better than that. Yep. And you have an equal out. You know, does it work 100% of the time? No. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Sure does not. Not even it can, close. It can backfire on you just as fast as any call. And the size of the deer usually doesn't matter. The no. younger deer usually come right to the decoy. That, that is a fact. You can get any young buck to come to a decoy. Yeah. You know, and some, a lot of times they'll even smell and stay there. Oh, yeah. Care, but Hang out with it. You know, and... Uh, you know, how do you tell to use a buck or a doe? I, I think I've only tried one or two times to have a doe like bedded next to the buck. Mm -hmm. um, most of the places that I hunted at that point, you couldn't see it anyway, right. unless that deer was right there. Um, you know, just because of the the lay of that property. Um, I so think I, I've stuck with the buck. Yeah, straight buck decoy. Yeah. I have tried the doe decoy, and to me, they were real leery. They, were, they did not like that. Yeah. The doe is usually moving around or whatever. I got one of them, just, just so you know, I went and bought one of them flicking tails oh, there that you, you can control. Nice. Well, I thought the, the tail movement would help. Mm -hmm. That did. No, but it's fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. well, it's kind of cool to push the button. Gives you know? something to do. Yeah. Ooh, you're screwing off. Look at me go. Yeah. <laughs> Filming it with the camera yeah. for the show. Like, ooh, yeah. look at my tail flicks. Wow, there's 160 yeah. bucks standing behind you. Yeah, not so much. Yeah, uh, I, I... Buck decoys, when a buck comes to a buck decoy, and I'm, I'm talking a mature deer, he's coming in there to beat his ass. Mm -hmm. And he's going to be aggressive. Well, number one, it's cool to experience. Number two, you have to have your decoy set correctly. Yeah, this is just what I was going to get into. <laughs> so, Carl, let me ask you something. How do you stand your decoy? Me? Yeah. I kind of like when I decoy kind of quartering at me a little bit because I want that quartering away shot. Huh. On my left-hand side because I'm a right-handed shooter and I hold my bow in my left hand. And now our buddy Phil, who's here right now. <laughs> Phil? <laughs> he's he's backwards. He's a lefty. Yeah, so, he's, so he'd want to do it off to his right way. And, and I'll ask you another question. Do you like to face that deer on your left side, say? Yeah. Into the wind? Me? Away from the wind? Well... Don't care yeah, I don't, where the wind's going? Uh, 
you don't want that buck to be circling around downwind of anything. Huh. I mean, I'm just tossing that out. That's there. crazy. I wanted to ask you because I don't know. Really? So I wanted to. <laughs> you asking me? Yeah, I, I've seen, and Carl's seen, a oh. lot of people use a decoy. And I've seen it on the TV shows. And I'm like, why in the hell is that decoy set up that way? Yeah. You are never going to get a shot at him. Nope. You know, because that buck is going to want to circle that deer. Yeah. And they'll do it at 150 yeah. yards. And they'll they'll start their, yeah. their sashaying out, you know, a long ways out. Yeah. But they're going to come around the front of that deer. Well, how many times have we seen mm -hmm. that in an open bean field where we've sent a decoy? And that buck comes out at like 80 yards to our right, mm -hmm. but walks all the way out to 150. Yep. Stays way out around that other side just to scent check that. Yep. And then everybody knows how we feel about scents. So you spray your decoys down, but do you spray scent all over the place? I, I do not. I, I just I spray not. scent off of them. Yep. <clears throat> I do not want any scent out there at all. Yep. So Yeah, make sure that make sure you can have a shot. I see people face them. I've seen people face them right at them. Yeah. How are you going to get a shot at that deer? That deer is not most likely going to walk up to you and then turn sideways to the deer and then turn back around again and walk yeah. around in front of him. Here's the other thing about a decoy. You know, that's a really good point. The other thing about a decoy is when a buck's aggressive, his body is moving. He's not just going to come up and stand. No, you're going to have to make a shot on a, yeah. most and likely a may, walking deer yeah, and you're side sidestepping deer. Side -stepping. And that may not be the most optimal angle you think you're going to you're gonna to want to have no. you know and I'm gonna tell you right now if they get close to that decoy and I don't care how much white you spray on it or anything like that it's a mature deer he is not gonna like it either he's gonna slam it with his rack right, right five away. or ten feet yeah. or he's gonna come up close and all of a sudden boom, he's, he's gonna gone. just haul up so your, your shots you have to be ready yeah 100% if, if it's coming to the decoy get ready yeah because that that's the one good thing about a decoy is they're not paying attention to you no which is one nice thing <laughs> yeah and that's you know and that that's the best part about the decoy you know the other part about using decoys is you know we have to use calls yep. and, we, and use them. we have a lot of decoy footage we do we and i'll be showing of, a bunch of a lot of deer dead over decoys i've killed a lot of bucks over decoys yeah. we killed one of our best videos way back in the day with an eight pointer like, i think we recorded it on beta <laughs> beta i don't know if it <laughs> I know I had a 40 pound camera, camera on my shoulder. The camera weighs 600 pounds. It's like having a How, we 50 cal on the shoulder. We worried more about hiding the camera than we did ourselves in the tree. We needed like six 300 year old oaks to hide that thing. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome back then. <laughs> reel to reel. Right? Well, the, that part of that, you know, you shot that deer that yeah. year. Oh, well, here he is. Um, Pointer. What was that? Was that, that was October. That was October. Late October. Yeah, really losing light fast. That was in a picked. That was a picked bean field. We, we set that out in the open. Well, we made a whole move. Yeah. We sat the night before, and I was hunting. Yep. You were filming. Yep. And we called in that big eight pointer out into that field. Yep. And he would not come into no. the tree line no matter what I did. No, he didn't care. So the next day, because we're smart. Right. That one time. That one time. We were, we were nailed it that day. We went and hung it, and we went and... We Hang put, and bang, baby. Yeah, put the decoy out, which happened to be a 3D target at the time because we're so rich. <laughs> that thing is... I still... No, it's junk. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually laying over at the other property in Fox Lake. It's still out in the woods, I think. Oh, yeah, probably in the... Yeah, it's not good. 
probably a nest for yeah, something. It's, it's most likely. But that thing, we put that out that night, and Mike called that eight pointer and it killed him. Yeah. And we had two does right in front of that decoy. Oh, they stood Literally, there all night. They stood there all night by that decoy. They did not care. Yep. That buck came straight up to that decoy. And he got thumped. And he got thumped. And then he ran 400 yards with a double lung shot. At least. <laughs> there was no blood left in yeah. that deer, dude. That was it. But we called that deer, too. That was the other thing. So, yeah. bringing in the, the, the deer calls. Deer calls deer part of it. We've, and we've touched on deer calls on another podcast, I know. I think, you know, I used to I used to use a can call, just so you guys know. I had a can call. I still carry a can call. And I don't think I used it at all last year. I, I'm honest. the same way. I did did not use my can call at all last year. I'm almost thinking that the deer are starting to get used to it. It's like the uh, the old elk call that everybody had, the uh, hoochie mama. Yeah, the hoochie mama, baby. Get your hoochie mama. Yeah, Just all day. Yeah, those elk did not respond to that because every brother and their sister and everybody else out west had one. And they all stood outside their house and they went, meh, 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 meh. <laughs> Those calls, I think the I think the deer are starting to get wise to them too. Yeah. Honestly. I I think last year was probably one of the first years I never I never tipped a can call. Nope. Me. Your your place, my place, uh, the, the other properties. Never. I just didn't do it. And we've gone through many different types of buck grounds. Yes. And we've come to the conclusion the one that we like the most. Buck roar. The buck roar. Primos. Primos buck roar. You're welcome, Will. Yep. Hey, Will Primos, don't forget to uh, that we mentioned you there. Hit us up. You know. Hit us up. Uh, <laughs> but sound-wise, I think it's probably the most controllable uh, sure. call that's up there. It's got the rubber neck on it. Um, you can get a real, it's got a really long two-inch read in it. And your ability to move that read up and down on that control. Uh, allows you to hit many different tones and even if you're in deep tone you can squeeze hard enough to increase so it's a little bit higher pitch to make it sound like there's more than one in the area um, the one thing I've known or found out about a big big deer is the majority of the mature bucks real big mature bucks they do have a throaty call you know, you can tell the difference between... You know it when you hear one of those. Yeah. Because that's the... Last year in that bedding area by my, at my place. Yeah. And I couldn't see him. And I could hear him chasing that doe up and down that ridge. You, when but you hear a buck like that call, you, you feel that down in the clones. The clones. You're like, I know that's a big that's boy right. back there. Yeah, the hair on the back of the neck stands up. The clones begin to tingle. Clones are a little slow. Yeah. Well, yeah they, well, it's got that snort wheeze on the top, too, if you... Right. And I don't, I'm not going to tell people to go out and snort wheeze. No, don't, don't be snort wheezing at every deer, every buck you see at 200 yards. <laughs> I'm like, that, that does not work. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. Come on, every one of them that comes out, let's what? just do it. It's the panic let's effect. See, I don't. If you, I've, I don't know how many people have seen it, all kinds of videos on YouTube, all kinds of stuff. Look, if you call to a deer at 100 yards and he doesn't hear you, or even at... Even look your way. Just stop. Yeah. You know, hit him twice, three times at the most, but you have to increase your volume every time. If you go, nah, and then they go, Brap. and then the very last one, Brap. don't go, because <laughs> he don't care. Yeah. And if it's a mature deer, 
He's probably just going to walk away at a higher rate. Yeah. I, I say this to a ton of people, buddy Phil that's sitting here has heard me say this a million times. Less is more. Yeah. I'll say it a ton of times. That's a fact. You know, they heard you. Oh, yeah. They heard you. Like, they don't have to spin their head around like they're the exorcist. No. And like, who did that come from? And not that they won't, but trust me, they heard you. Oh, yeah. You know, unless they're... 500 yards away, yeah. and you're grunting at them out already. Yeah, which, and I've gone to that heavy know. wind where I'm oh, like, yeah. bat, yeah. bat, bat, bat. You know, and it's, I, I they think finally hear you? one thing too that I know we both used to do it is the blind, you know, the blind, blind calling. calling, and uh, we think we've got away from it. More than anything, yeah. More than anything. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say that it, you know, it, really it can't be beneficial. Uh, it depends on where you hunt. But yeah, it depends on where you hunt. Your location. So if you're hunting in like, uh, let's just say you're in a tree line, uh, an open field, kind of, and there's a wood line, let's just say 100 and 150 yards away from you. And you can see both sides, you're just on that transition zone where those deer transfer from wood line to wood line. Okay. I don't think blind calling in that situation is as bad, especially if you're using a decoy. For sure. Some place that they cannot see you Right. From a distance. If you're tight, don't blind call. No, don't do it. Ever. Because they hear you, they're going to circle down you. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, this was the other thing I was going to say when we were talking a little bit earlier, is that deer that's ignoring you or what you think is ignoring you, he's probably not ignoring you if you start paying close attention to the wind. Because nine times out of ten, he's like, okay, he'll glance over whatever, he'll assess his wind direction, what's best for him, and he'll walk 200 yards around downwind wind of you. And you'll never see him, yeah. but he's scent checking you. Yep. Yeah, so. I, I for sure like I if I if I'm gonna blind call, I'm gonna be someplace deep. Oh yeah. Where they gotta come in to see where it's from. Hundred percent. You know. Um, you want them to be searching for you. Yeah, and I, I think that a lot comes to which calls you use. Like I'm not gonna rattle sitting in an open field nope. with nothing out in front of me mm -mm. because you might just go back home. Yeah, you know, yeah, because they're gonna stand at whatever edge of whatever tree line or corn line or whatever yeah. and go. And we we both rattled. Oh yeah. You know, um, we're big advocates of this. Carl uses horns. Um, I use uh, rattle bags more. Yep. Um, we both had success with it, but it's knowing where to do it. Like I'm not going to sit in my bottom stand, which is a lot of bigger, which is open. They can see into it and rattle. Yeah. No, right. Because they can see that there's nothing there. Yeah. You know. Um, now, you know, say your property up where you killed Chagra last year. Mm -hmm. You could rattle out of that. Oh, yeah. Because they can't see it there. No. Until it's too late. Right. You know, because that deer is going to be... 35 yards are in. Well, shocker, for instance, yeah. I called him in. Yeah. I mean, he went, he he went see. up on that ridge. Couldn't see in that plot. And that doe came. I seen he had a doe. I called. The doe came through on the edge of the plot. Yeah. He was up on top, and he knows he could cut around that backside and cut her off. But she stopped. So then I went at him. And he's like, whoa, yeah. somebody's down there with my woman. Yeah. And he started to come. He stopped about halfway again, and I hit him with a real low throaty grunt again that that tick 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 and as soon as i did that his ears went straight back and he came down but he only came to the point where he exposed himself yeah but so he enough. could see well that's too close it was enough yeah so i did you keep calling though no you didn't start can calling no as soon as i seen him wheezing no 
Well, the first time I called, I seen him and he looked, right? And you gotta be able to, that's, that's the best thing about calling. Blind calling, that's what makes it dangerous, is you can't see the yep. reaction of the deer. Yep. With uh, a big mature deer or something like that, I wanna see his reaction. Yep. So I called to him, he knew his doe was down here. He's like, there's another buck down there. Yep. And he started to come. He cut the distance halfway where he could partly see into that plot. And he couldn't see the other corner because it's so thick right there. I hit him again, mm -hmm. just a real short one. Yep. And that's when he came and exposed his shoulder and I killed his ass. Yeah. Correct. Correct. It was there. Right. Well, I was a little freaked out for a while, uh, but we did okay. And I know, I know you remember this because you've been out on that property with me several times in Fox Lake, mm -hmm. where I have that stand, uh, that far corner where that marsh edge is. I'm set in the pine woods. Yep. I got that marsh off the front and the, in the island. And I blind, I have blind called a lot of big bucks out of there that I've killed out of that stand because they come out of that island and into that marsh and they know what's coming from in the woods. Yeah. But they cannot see in there. I think you killed four bucks out of there. I, five of them. I, I, killed, I killed four or five bucks out of there and because they came right in. Where the hell's that coming from? I quit calling because you see them yeah. step out in the marsh and I'm like, now I'm done. Yep. They're, he's already interested. He's coming in. Oh yeah, that's a great spot to do it. Yeah, make sure if you see a deer start to come, you don't keep calling. Yeah. Because he's interested, and he's probably gonna he's searching yeah. for you, and that puts you at the advantage. I think pe people get impatient. Yeah. You know, and I've done. I did it last year, dude, and I was so mad at myself. I told you that yeah. that night. I'm like, I couldn't shut my damn oh, mouth. Yeah, you'd have killed rat if oh, yeah. you would have just shut up. You know, 160, 70 inch ten pointer, and I just, I just, I got anxious. You know, I've done this a long time. Well, he turned and he started coming yeah, towards you. He did. And then you hit him again. And I hit him again, and it was, that that ended it. That's you when know? he crossed the creek. And that's when he crossed the creek and circled around me. Yep. No shot, you know. So, less is more. Less is more, for sure. I think the other times I remember, well, I killed that little nine-pointer, that decent nine-pointer out there at the lease. You filmed it. Yep. And we called him in the whole time. He was, what? 90 yeah. yards away from us. Yeah, we blind called him because he couldn't see where we were. Right. And he came, yeah, he came a far edge. And and then, he, but he came to see. Yeah, he worked his yeah. way back and yeah. forth through all that thick yeah. stuff. You filmed it and I killed yeah. him at 20 yards. Yeah. He got close enough to see. Oh, yeah. He didn't get too far after that. <laughs> no, he did not. Yeah. And then the other other buck, and which I used a decoy on too, was at my place. You remember that, that uh, the buck, that big eight pointer I call Frankenstein? Yeah. Because I shot him on Halloween. Yeah. And that was on the edge of this big swamp line, and there's some pines in there. Was, I had a food plot set up on this edge, and I, I rattled, and I could see him on the far side. I called one time, and he came straight underneath that pine, and I zipped him mm -hmm. at like four yards. Yep. And he went out and stood by the decoy. And you shot him again. <laughs> well, I'm not going to stop you. <laughs> yeah, we he know. looked at that decoy yeah. like, holy cow, how did you hit me? Ain't happened. How, how many arrows did you and I both put my mule deer up there? <laughs> There's a few in that deer. Yeah, yeah, five or yeah. Six hey, you're welcome. Time we quit. <laughs> we ain't letting it go. No, you know, here you can see where my your situation where you're at is always going to dictate that. And calls calls can hurt you just as much as they can help you. And same with decoys. Every deer's attitude is yeah. going to be different, and it can change day to day. So it's really an experiment thing. But if you're doing it, you know, in the right places and times it's going to benefit you more you know there's going to be people out there that are going to you could argue this we could argue this for hours oh yeah with people but you know we've 
had success with it. I've killed two back here over a decoy. Yep. You have the footage of them. The yep. very I'm first sure one you I killed guys, here. Yep, I killed sure another one here that. over a decoy. Um, you and I have killed them together with decoys. You've killed them on your own with decoys. Yep. We've carried so many damn decoys around. And long ways. You know. A long uh, ways. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of them. I, I'm not a fan of a doe decoy, really. It's never really benefited me. Um, I like calls, but I use them at the right times. Yep. Well, uh, for me, I'm going to tell you right now, I think the best productive time for decoys is uh, the last week of October, first week of November. After that, I won't throw them out there. No. I don't even get mine out of the box until yeah. October 25th, probably. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Vacation time. Last seven, yeah. <laughs> Rotcation. Vacation. Yeah. The killing time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and your deer calls, you know, I, I, um, I say work with them know yeah. how to use them you know how to use your grunts you know um, they they can be hugely beneficial i know i i sat a night with uh with my buddy phil last year and and i called a giant eight pointer um he was i don't know five six hundred yards away mm -hmm. and i got him to probably 70. um you know and, and phil seen him and he was a big deer and i said he's gonna circle us and when he's, if, it, you know, unless he comes straight out, we're not going to kill him. He's going to circle us. And he did. Yeah. And he was gone. But it's because he didn't see him. Yeah, he though. came that far. He got far enough. You know, there was a little ridge in front of us where he could see where those calls were coming from. And he's like, yeah, nothing here. I'm gone. You know. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we called him that far. Now, had, you know, had, had he been set up in a stand 100 yards in front of me, you know, and I'm calling way yeah. back behind him the, the way that deer came, that right. deer's dead. But with white tails, that's a tough call. It's not like elk. But you don't know. Yeah. I mean, elk are coming to the call, yeah, or they can't see a damn thing. Yeah. And, you and they're sit, not afraid of anything. You can sit behind and call yeah. people that. Like, and we've called for each other oh, yeah. a ton of times when we've hunted together. Yep. You know, because it's one less thing the other guy's got to do. And obviously, you got to trust the guy that's calling for you. Oh, yeah. That he knows what he's doing, and he's not, you know, just snort wheezing and rattling and throwing cam calls and this is one thing that drives me nuts about the tv shows i'm just gonna throw this out short rant on this one short rant okay so when you listen to a white tail in the wild he's not going around going bad 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 right no not unless he's chasing a doe during the rut right <laughs> So, and when they're, when they're, they actually have different tones during the vocal disc. So the same deer can go that, or it can go that, or make another yeah. noise, or they click when they're tending. Exactly. You'll hear the click, clicking, you know, when you hear it go tick, 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 yep. tick. That's a buck tending a doe, and that's exactly what they sound like. Um, it's just like turkey calling. You gotta be able to use the right call at the right time. I don't know all their tones and their sounds or whatever, but I know the basics for whitetails. Mm -hmm. And you can get deer to respond with the basics, but they're not monotone. They don't just sit there and go, yeah. it's like a human talking to you. If a human just talking at the same tone all the time, gets real boring, right, really quick. It's the same too. with a deer call. <laughs> same with a deer call. So realize that, like Mike said, check or play with your calls to see if you can get the different tones and how to figure it out. And trust me, under stress, You'd be surprised yeah. how unsuccessful yeah. you will be. Right. <laughs> that or your call, your call gets really cold. Yeah. Keeping your call fairly warm yeah. is important. The, the rubber has to be flexible. I've had them, the, the reeds will freeze in there. Oh, yeah. Just from the, the spit in your mouth of throwing a couple calls and all, you know, it's 30, 25 degree morning and all of a sudden you, and there ain't nothing coming out of it. Yeah. And you're like, 
you know. <laughs> yep. I think a Sasquatch is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and that's an important one too. I always keep my, my calls inside one of my pockets. And you shouldn't. I, I think, and I know you agree, you probably shouldn't even have a call out of your pack until October now, 20th. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I mean, you shouldn't be. You better not be calling in September. No. You know, if you if you do, I'd like to know where you're at because I want to hunt around there. Well, exactly. <laughs> the neighboring property. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just feel free to let us know. Yeah. If you want to, if you want to experiment with calls early, we'll hunt around you. Yeah, you know, exactly. We'll right. take any benefit we can get. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah. Don't be vocal at the wrong time of year because it's not going to get you an animal. I can guarantee you yep. that. And then early season, I'm going to say if if you call in, if you try early season calling, you're going to be trying on an immature deer. You're not going to be calling on a mature deer. Yeah. You know, and I, whatever your goal is, I guess that's up to you too. You know, I'm not saying, you know, if you have a year and a half old buck at 200 yards and you want to call to him and see if you can get him over there because that's the animal you want to shoot, then hey, more power to you. Go ahead and do it. A younger deer will yeah. be fine. But you have a five-year-old deer at 200 yards and you call to him, I can guarantee he's going to walk the other way. Because yeah, at Early. at five he's been called to for, for five years. Well, here in Wisconsin, for sure. Yeah. If he's five here, he's one of the smartest animals you're ever going to see. Oh yeah. This is one of the things that uh, I've noticed lately too. Everybody talks about how much pressure Michigan has on it for you know hunters. Yeah, they have a lot of hunters. We have a lot of hunters here in Wisconsin too. The deer here in Wisconsin are probably just as pressured as the white tails, I think. We, we have, a, I saw a, a statistic the other day, we have 600,000 plus people just that buy gun tanks. Mm -hmm. 600,000. Yep, and there's a hundred, there's a hundred and some thousand vertical bow hunters yeah. plus whatever crossbow. Right. So I wouldn't say we're too far yeah. behind. Think of, think of that next time you're out there and you don't see a deer during gun season, then you know why. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Wisconsin's got a really good deer herd. We've got a lot of deer. Um, we can't blame not seeing deer on the herd itself, honestly. So uh, it's probably the way that some of us hunt. <laughs> so that's how that works out. But decoy-wise, yes, we believe in them. Yes, we've shot deer over them. Uh, buck decoys. Yeah, we both prefer buck. Yeah. Doe decoy is not something I would try. I am going to show you guys a little bit of footage of JR using a doe decoy here. And uh, you can see what happened on that experience, and then deer calls themselves. Yeah, we like the, the buck roar from Primos. Yep. We both have them. Uh, I got Phil one uh, two years ago, I think. Yep. Uh, he uses two. And, I mean, we have backups to our deer calls, if oh, yeah, that tells yeah. you anything. We have, I think we each probably have four. Yeah. Um, the can calls we did use. Yeah. Um, I still not, carry it, but I don't yeah, use them. I have two of them. I have a bigger one and a small one that so I carry. Yeah. Uh, I haven't used them. And horns, real horns, yeah. or bags, uh, both work. And yeah. again, it's all the timing. So. Well, the one thing I'll say about rat, it doesn't matter the size of deer by what you're rattling. I've got a great big set of antlers I use. And Mike's got a great big bag. You got a big bag, bag of wood. Wood. <laughs> big wood. Big bag of wood, baby. And it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, I've rattled 150 inch deer in, and I've rattled. You know, 60 inch deer and Mike's done the same thing it doesn't matter whether it's the bag or it or the horns you don't get just because you got a big set of rattling horns doesn't mean because they sound a little bit different to us that you're gonna rattle in a bigger deer that's I will say, works. you know I think a lot of things why people see you have a bigger set of horns to rattle it's not the size of the horns it's because they're easier 
to put in your hands and use. I'm not slamming. You're not going to slam in my yeah, hands. You're not going to tink together, you know, a, a little six pointer rack and smash your thumbs no. all out. And usually you'll see the brow tines are cut off. You could always get you, you know? some David Rattler. Yeah, I got made you a good set of those years those. ago, and those things got to go at least ten inches a piece. They're Each. big, big, like salads. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're not that big. Yeah. They're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so we can wrap that one up. We're gonna wrap that one up right now. Thanks for listening to the obsession, guys. We appreciate it. We appreciate all the questions. Uh, you guys get a chance. Check us out on YouTube. Give us a subscription. That's Rush Outdoors Delta Live. That's what it's named for. And we can also be heard on the RSS feed and under the obsession. Also on Spotify.